Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, August 27th, 2022. I'm Sam Entry. Yvonne Bo is here. Hello, Yvonne. Uh, I'm here and I'm unmuted, amazingly enough. Amazingly enough. Oh, and it's just after 3 UTC as we're starting to record. Unless I said that already. I don't know. Anyway, we are here. It is another Curmudgeon's Corner. Our plan today... <sighs> Yeah, exactly. Ah. That that's my plan too. You know, right right before You don't like our plan. Right before I started like okay, our, our plan, our plan. But first, Trump stuff, election 2022, and then if we have more time and if we feel like it, we'll alternate other smaller things until we feel like we're done. That's the plan. But to just start right up off on but first, you know, you you yawned Yep. I don't know if our listeners could hear, but you yawned. Um, and I was yawning earlier, be- right before we started, because I actually like I had uh, I I ended work a little early today because we had to take Alex in, uh, you know, because school school is probably already started where you are in. in oh, Florida, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. School We're school doing. doesn't start here till September 7th. Oh, we started. But, Jesus. What the hell? Did yeah. School start doesn't already? start here till September 7th. But it's like we had to. So it, yeah. far away. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. We started, yeah. But, it, we are already. Wow. It's been two weeks. Yeah. So but we it, we had to get like Alex up to date on his like shots and stuff and have the school fill out the form that says he can have an asthma inhaler at school or, or the doctor, whatever. We had, we had to do like the routine every year, get all the Over medical here, stuff Over here we were doing the out. opposite forms. Basically, the, 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 I had to sign a form to allow the nurse to actively treat them for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, basically, it's like unless they were dying, they wouldn't do anything. Yeah, we we have to like fill out a form that says he can have an inhaler. He can, you know, they can keep some Benadryl oh, oh, yeah, at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he's got allergies, like, they can give it to like, him. All that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. No, we had to do that part, but and but he now, and he like, had um. Now they they've made it that the that that the school medical people cannot do anything if your child. Let's say say your if your child is not at a nine one one emergency, they won't do anything. Correct. Yeah, that's. Stupid. Anyway, the, my point though is not actually the medical visit. Although a- Alex also is a, had like three of the routine re- required vaccinations or whatever that he was due for, so we had to get those taken care of. Mm-hmm. Actually, two required, one optional. We got them all done. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but after that, you know, Brandy, Alex, and I went, you know, to have dinner before coming home, which was fine. We had dinner, but like. And Brandy was driving, um, and like on the way home, I fell guys, asleep. Oh, okay. I thought you, said uh, you guys crashed. No. Uh, no, we didn't crash or anything like that. No, okay. on the way home, I fell asleep in the car. Oh, I feel better. I'm like, Jeez. And, and, and and then as soon as I got home, Alex was like, "Oh, can we play some before podcast?" And I'm like, "You know, I've only got like half an hour before I have to get ready for the podcast. I'm going to continue to sleep." So I came inside, I lay down, I was out like a light for like another half hour to just like a nap before starting. And uh, I had an alarm set to in, in order to give me enough time to get ready before this thing, before we started recording. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, I was just tired. I don't know. I, and I'm like, m- my wife picked the restaurant this time. It was like a, a, a vegan Thai place. 
and I just had some fried rice or whatever, but I'm like, whatever you, whatever the hell they gave me, it just knocked me out like a light. I like ate the food. I was like, I'm going to sleep. Vegan Thai food. Vegan Thai food. Yes. Oh God. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> you know, the, I have to admit that going to Asia in terms of food wise for me, it was not enjoyable. Now, they, there were a lot of options. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But I, I, I still, and I, I think I mentioned this this once here, that I went to a dinner one time that people were eating raw shrimp at the table. Mm, Not yeah, even no. cooked. Raw shrimp. And I, that was just disgusting. <laughs> I cannot. I mean, well, I, you know. And that was, I, in, and that was, the, yeah, that's, yes, and that was in Thailand, to be specific. Okay, okay. So, um. You know, well, you I, know, I, I, I told my wife, like, even like, you know, I, I often uh, like I don't like foods where I can recognize like what animal came in it if it's meat. But I realized it's almost the same with vegetables. Like mm. the, the fried rice I had here, like Thai fried rice is a little bit different than Chinese fried rice. Right. Mm. But like one of one of the differences, at least at this place, was, you know, the vegetables that were mixed in it were big it was like whole heads of broccoli and like big slices of carrots and i'm like I, i'm realizing to myself you know i like it when it's all chopped up into little bits like oh, and mixed I, in I, with I agree the rice. with you yeah not like a big chunk of carrot or whatever you know you know i like the little tiny thing. cube of carrot I, I i will say that i am like uh carrots the tinier the better mm-hmm. and if they're cooked even better and, yeah. and like, and I mean, like, not, not, not heated. I mean, like, cooked, saute, so, somehow cooked in some way. Yeah. Well, all, with all of this stuff, it's it's just like, you know, okay, it it had big leaves of whatever it was, and I'm like, you know, dice that shit up. Yep. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. 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 Dice I, it, baby. Slice I, I mean, it. Nice. I, I have no problem with whatever the hell vegetable it is, but I would my, like little tiny pieces, not a big, huge yeah. thing. My my son is is on your on your boat. He will eat all types of vegetables and whatever whatnot, as long as they're like just you know pureed into a you know made into a soup of some now, kind. I don't need them pureed. No, I'm no, okay no. with but, little but he, chunks. But he likes he, he likes he, you know. But he he will eat carrots and stuff or whatever and small or pieces. But he likes. I mean, but he prefers. Give, give me a soup with it. Give me now, a vegetable. I will say soup. that that's for the cooked ones. Like if you're going to give me like a raw carrot, then I like, like, give me an actual carrot stick. Now, not necessarily a whole big, like Bugs Bunny style, eat the whole damn carrot. Although I have done that, but like, uh, can no, we but, take, can we get a picture of that? I mean, I, 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 I always <laughs> like, like, you know, Hey, what's up doc. I mean, you know, Bugs Bunny <laughs> with the whole carrot with the leaves hanging out. It's always a great visual to me. Yes, I I have done that with whole carrot. I have done that with whole carrots before, but no, just like the little carrot sticks or celery sticks. If they're raw, I don't mind it being a whole thing. But if they're cooked, I want little tiny bits. I hate celery. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Oh well, something we agree on. No, I you know I like celery. I hate celery. I enjoy celery. It's it's you know if it's if it's it's, it's, if it's it's fresh and wet. It's if one it's of the most dried u- out, I don't want it. It is one of the most useless vegetables ever made in the history of mankind. I don't understand why people eat it. It's just uh, ridiculous. Because it's we, yummy. We, we, we could, we could, we could, we could, 
we could do away with celery. Well, and a little shape you can put like you know, like you can put peanut butter in it or something. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Yeah, peanut like butter. use you scoop up a little bit of peanut butter with the no, celery. There's nothing eat. buttery about peanut butter. Can can we get get off this damn thing that it's butter? Because it's not butter <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Okay. I don't know what it's a it's some kind of peanut spread. It's not fucking butter. Why is it butter? Can you you don't you don't it doesn't melt. Like well, butter, but butter is the generic term for spread, I guess, because there are all I kinds don't of butters. Think so it, you know, it butter butter is like milk butter. We refer to butter, and we just say, well, I don't say may. I, can I get some milk butter? If I say butter, people know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> uh huh. I don't. Now, have do you like your butter chopped into little tiny I, pieces I, too? I mean, you know how annoying it would be if I go to a fucking restaurant and I say, oh, can I get some butter? And what I get is peanut butter. No, asshole. Who the hell goes and gets peanut butter when they order butter for my potato? <laughs> I wasn't going to put damn peanut butter on my fucking potato. Well, they have like almond butter and all. they have other kinds That's of butter. Shit. That's all shit. <laughs> Now, do you actually like peanut butter at all? Are you no! just complaining that it's called butter? No, I hate, hate no, 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 I hate the stuff. I can't okay. stand it. The most <laughs> miserable time I ever had at camp was when they had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and I just basically starved. <laughs> well, as I think you know, one of my things that like I I I learned as a kid, and but I have yet to encounter other people is like I put peanut butter on hot dogs. Ah, you know, not, not going to get me on that bandwagon. Not, not, not just peanut butter, just to be clear, crunchy peanut butter. Okay. I dogs. like, I like cheese on my hot dogs. Uh, no cheese on hot dogs. I, yeah. I can see that. It depends on the kind of cheese, of course. But yeah, yes. yeah. 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 It depends on the kind of cheese, but not, I'm not going to put blue cheese on it, but give me a couple of slices of American cheese along with a hot dog. Mm. Mm. I, Pretty damn know, good. The blue cheese sounds like it might be interesting too, actually. It's not that great a mix. Cheddar? Cheddar works too. Okay. Like I used to, when I was a kid, I loved American cheese. These days, like whenever I've had American cheese, I've been like, I don't like this anymore. Like I'll swap it out for cheddar or whatever. I I will say that uh, they they have these uh, deli slices of American cheese that, Mm -hmm. that, 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 that I get. Those are very good. Um, and yeah, yeah, it is true that even within something like American cheese, there are different levels yes. of quality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've just like the last few times I've had American cheese, I've been like, you know, I'm not too hot on this. It would have been better if I'd had cheddar. I I, I, I will say that I, I do usually eat cheddar like right now as my go to sandwich cheese. Okay? I also like provolone. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with provolone. I, I like blue cheese. Mm-hmm. I like, uh, you know, I like uh, goat cheese and I like, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't like, yeah, I, I generally am not hot on the soft cheeses. I don't like, those. I love the soft cheeses. I, I, yeah. I really love the soft cheese, but anyway. All right. Okay. So, so that, I guess, I guess that my, my only point in all of that, and we started talking about food, but my main point was like, I, I, I was just wiped out and like, I had to take like a, a 40 minute nap or whatever. And now, now I'm kind of, okay. I, I, honestly, I'm still tired. If I wasn't doing this podcast, I would have slept straight through till morning, but you know, here I am. No, you wouldn't. 
Okay. You would have woken you up several times demanding play. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. You would have right. woken me up. But okay. Well. Okay. Your turn. What's your uh, book first? I saw a movie. Oh, you're gonna do your movie? Okay, go for it. So I saw, I saw the new Top Gun Maverick movie. Yeah, I, I will notice. I, I will, I will note before you talk about it that there was one other movie you saw earlier, but I'll bug you about it later. Um, go, tell me, tell me about Top Gun Maverick. First well, of all, I'm tell me. About, well, I'm going to talk about that one because it's been more recent. Now, yeah, I'm yeah, not tell me, tell get, now in this case, I will not give spoilers. Okay. okay no spoilers. No, well, because uh, this uh, is too let, recent. Wait, let's start okay. with, let's start with, cause I have not, I've never seen the original Top Gun. Uh, what? I presume you have. Oh, come on. You've seen clips of it. I've, of course I've seen clips of it, but I have yeah. not seen the movie. Okay. Okay. But you know, but uh, I presume you have seen the original movie. Yes. Did you like the original? I did like the original. Okay. So give us your review of your non-spoiler review of Top Gun Maverick. Well, start with the Did fact you see it in the theater? I did not. And I, I, I watched it at home. Okay. Um, I will say that the people that said that probably to watch that movie uh, in the theater, especially like in IMAX because it was available, mm-hmm. uh, they're right that I'm, I, I mean, I, I mean, I saw it in 4k at home and everything with surround or whatever, but I could tell that, oh my God, this would have been incredible to watch an IMAX. Okay. okay. Um, the, the thing is that I had heard this from some of the sources, uh, I think it's some interviews that I saw prior to the movie and whatnot. Um, the the realism of the flight scenes um because for the most part they most were of, they were real they weren't cgi yeah. for the most part they actually Correct. now from what i've read there are a few places where they actually did the flight but they did cgi to sort of change the, what some of the planes looked like correct but, yes that that is that is correct they had to do that um uh and so uh but damn I mean, Jesus, just look, I, if, if it wasn't for my bad eyes, okay, Uh I would have gone to be, uh, I wanted to be a, a pilot in the, in the air force of the Navy. I wanted to do that because, you know, I got my private pilot's license independently because of that, because I could not go do that, but I probably would have gone and like signed up and and, and done that instead uh, as a career. So to me, this is something that fascinates me, this type of aircraft. And I wanted to do that. Okay. But, but, you know, uh, uh, at the time, and they changed your requirements later. Uh-huh. You couldn't even get late. I mean, even though LASIK was like something that existed, you get surgery. They wouldn't accept that. Uh, they they demanded that all pilots have twenty twenty vision. It could not be uh, corrected. Uh, I said, uh-huh. you know, you could not have corrective glasses, and so that wasn't really an option. So so this always fascinates me. But to, to see the man, the flight scenes, the the sequences they did were just unbelievable. I mean, it's just, and it, it, it's just that you also, the close-ups in terms of the G-forces, like, on the, on the people themselves, the, the, the exertion that had to be done in order to do all of that. It was filmed very well. Uh, the, the timing of the movie was very good. The, the theme of this movie does 
go back and link uh, to some extent to stuff that happened in the earlier movie, but you don't you don't have to have watched a old movie to follow the this movie. They give you enough okay. stuff in this movie uh, from the old one uh, in order to be able to understand what's going on uh, and what happened before. Um, uh, so, uh, I mean, I, I'm, I have to say that, uh, I watched it with my wife, uh, and, uh, she liked it too. Um, and it was just very well done. Um, it, I, I, I just, there, you know, when I first heard that they made this sequel, I thought this is ridiculous. I mean, what the hell are they going to do? Like. You know, Yet another movie. thing where they're bringing up some 80s thing or whatever and right. doing a sequel or a reboot or whatever, because it seems like they're freaking everywhere these right. days. But but they did a really good job. I mean, mm-hmm. they really did a good job. They didn't screw this up. The other thing that you also keep getting reminded every time is that, uh, man, it doesn't really matter what the hell at, at this point, like the Chinese or the Russians or any of these people have militarily, because they did quite a lot of sequences showing the stuff that we got. Look, our shit is just so much better than whatever the hell they have. They can't. They, they listen. I, 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 I can guarantee you this: that Putin and she and these guys got a copy of this movie because they filmed some sequences on our aircraft carriers and stuff or whatever are looking okay. at this and they're like wondering why the fuck can't we do this shit? You know? Uh, I, I mean, because you know, the, the crews and the professionalism and the, the equipment and the things that they do is just, you know, really just incredible. It's just, they're, they're really that good. Um, so th- that's one thing. The other cool thing, there is one cool thing. It's a little bit of a spoiler. Okay. So I will warn Okay. Spoiler I'll, I'll warning. A, a, a small spoiler. In the movie, they work with Lockheed Martin, okay, uh, to build a mock-up of a, 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 a to build a prototype, okay, of something that was an SR seventy one successor. Okay. okay. And. At first, I thought, well, this is all CGI. Then I saw that there was an extra in the movie attached, where there's a video that showed that the people at Lockheed Martin had worked with the movie's producers in order to build something extremely realistic to what the hell a successor to the SR-71 would be mm. and what kind of performance it would have. The main thing, like, for example, that the speed of the aircraft was like Mach 10. Okay, Um, how that would work, for example, how one of the things that was interesting is that the aircraft uh, at at that speed, you couldn't have a forward facing windshield. Okay, Mm, the windows had to be on the sides that this wasn't done, you know, out of some shit, stupid thing for the movie is like, look, if you're going to build an aircraft like that, that you want to go Mach 10, you're not going to have a forward facing windshield. The windshields are going to be on the side, so therefore anything visual forward you're going to look at, you're going to have to look at through cameras and other stuff because you're not going to be able to look forward. Um, They built the interior of the cockpit and all these other components about it and the design and how it would look. Uh, They actually went to all that work in order to show what a, a potential successor 
to the SR seventy five SR seventy one would look. Okay, and that was I got it. That was really cool. Uh, and that there's a sequence at the beginning that it, that involves that aircraft at the in the movie. So, but it, it was just kind of interesting that they went. It, you could see that they really paid very close attention to the details. That the the cinematography was extremely well executed, uh, and you know that Tom Cruise is a little bit crazy with some stuff going on, Scientology or whatever, whatnot. But he was the driving force behind putting this this movie together, and he was also the driving force that said this movie had been finished before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and he said this thing is not going to be released until people can see it in the theaters. Period. And okay. he insisted on that. And and he was right, because when it did come out, um, I mean, th- this was, you know, this has been the one of the, I mean, this thing has outsold everything, almost in movies, in the top ten ever, like right now in, 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 in revenue. And, and people just flocked to the theaters to watch it. Um, so it really, um, so, so he was right on that call. Uh, you know, and I had a discussion with uh, a couple of years ago with the head of motion picture at Kodak uh, related to Tom Cruise and his uh, passion for the quality of the cinematography on his films. Um, and he told me that, you know, he would be on the phone all the time because he insisted on a certain specific stock of film that he would that he would use and, you know, how it was going to be used and so forth. And and also um, he also did a couple for, uh, you know, he got really ticked off by new TVs that put uh, this motion smoothing stuff on it. You know, oh, yeah, I've I've heard nothing about bad, nothing except bad things about and that. that. How that drove drives him nuts. Okay, you know that it completely uh, detracts from what he's trying to present to you and how he got pissed off about that. He actually showed me a little uh, video he had shot with him talking about that uh, uh, that he had a couple of years ago. So he's very passionate about it, and you can see, you know, you can tell once once I heard that story, you, you see everything that went into filming this movie and the type of, of visuals that they got and, and, and how it looks and whatever, man, he really puts the work into this and just, just, I mean, it's, it's a visual fest. I, I mean, you, you, you so you, let, you, let me just I, ask on that. Cause I, I, obviously you like this, this was a thumbs up, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, was it all sort of visual spectacular or was there actually good plot and character stuff too? Or was it just, Oh no, no, there, there was a good, there was good plot. Now the one thing I will say about the plot is because he wants to market this movie worldwide is that the enemy is very amorphous. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, it's just very undefined, you know, it used to like, you know, we used to kind of like even put like a, in the, in the first movie, there was a red star on it. It didn't say it was Russia, but you kind of like got got the hint. It's something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh God, the enemy of this movie is so amorphous. He had no idea who the hell it was. There was actually a uh, there's a there's a YouTube channel called Film Theory. They did a whole episode on figuring out what country this was through the uh-huh. clues that were in there. Pretty much, it's Iran. 
but it, but they made but they made sure it was amorphous in the movie. But if you if you go through it, all kinds of clues and eliminate things, it, it pretty much has to, it, it either it, has to Iran, be Iran a or a completely or a completely made up country. It's either it, it, Iran or a completely made up. It it, it it has it does draw on Iran, and there are certain hints in there definitely of Iran about the things that that happened. Okay. But there are also certain things that just Iran is not capable or has either added right. to it. Okay. So that's why it's like, it may draw on Iran, but it's very, um, you know, they make it that we're no, not, the, we don't the kinds of, the kinds of things. Yeah. The kinds of things he used were like the, the distance from where they took off, the kind of terrain they went over, all kinds of things like that. Anyway, it was a fun episode. You should look it up. Film theory. It's a fun channel. You should okay. watch it too. And uh, they did an episode on this. Like I have time for this shit. I mean, come on. <laughs> look, I, I was like dealing in between this. I, I had. Wait, I wait, had before, like before you do that. Contractors and other yeah, people. Yeah. I Another mean, interesting factoid. Um, the F 14 was apparently used in the original film mm-hmm. and I've seen this mentioned in a couple of places. They couldn't use F 15s directly for this. Mm-hmm. What? Spoiler. Be- Spoiler. Well, the- yes, there is an F 14 in the movie. Yes, there is. But they, they, unlike the, what, what, what were the main ones? The main ones were F 15, F 15, F 18, F 18, E and F super Hornets mm-hmm. were the main ones. Yeah. But unlike those, they could not get re- real ones to use for, for filming yeah, all- other than one they pulled out of a museum because there were no flying F 14 that's left yeah, been, anywhere been... in the world except mm-hmm. Iran. Yes, that uh, that is the reason why I'm pretty sure that they were going back to Iran because of the F-14s in the movie. Spoiler alert! Yeah, okay, but, but uh, yeah. So, but, and those, those were ones of the ones where they had to film using a different plane and CGI them to make them into F-14s. Right, but but I think that they did do some filming sequences with that F-14. Uh yeah, there was there there was a a non flyable F fourteen that they got out of uh, an Air and Space Museum, uh, in uh, the San Diego Air and Space Museum to be specific, uh, to use for some uh, some filming. But that thing doesn't fly; it's just a right. museum piece. Yeah. Um. So that's uh, okay. So thumbs up. It's a good movie. You should watch it. It's entertaining. Uh, it's got a good plot. It's very well made. It it you know. take the time to watch it okay and are 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 we both done with our butt firsts then yeah you know this is like the shortest butt first we've had in a long time like it's only it's only been like 25 minutes we may be tired we're getting old except Uh, except what yes no no No, you don't don't. get a whole second no you don't no you don't no no yeah no no all right No, we'll take a break. <laughs> okay. All right, people, we're going to our... take a break. And we'll be right back after whatever the hell this is. Is it a good break? Is it a good break? Is it a good break? Is it... No, no, it's not the beginning of the show again. We're just taking a little time to credit the artist responsible for the music we use at the beginning and end of the show. What you are listening to right now is The O of Pleasure by Ray Lynch. (laughs) 
The music we close our show with is Celestial Soda Pop. Both of these songs are from Deep Breakfast. Now Platinum, Deep Breakfast was the first independently released album ever to be certified gold by the RIAA. Ray Lynch's other albums are The Sky of Mind. No Blue Thing. Nothing Above My Shoulders But The Evening. best of Ray Lynch. You can check out Ray Lynch or buy his music at raylynch.com, iTunes, Amazon, or anywhere you usually find music. And we are back. So, Donald Trump stuff. Donald uh, Trump? Duck. Oh, Donald Duck stuff. Well, that sounds more exciting, actually. Yes, yes it <laughs> I does. Mean, could we do Donald Duck stuff? Yes. <laughs> and there goes my dog. He knows there's a duck here. And now... Anyway. <laughs> okay, no, no, knock it off, dog. Okay, so... Uh... So Donald Trump, oh, we, we, we've got more, more stuff. Uh, I, we, we had this week, we actually delayed recording by a day because the redacted version of the affidavit was coming out. And so we wanted to wait for it. Um, and basically like, look, as expected, it was all the good stuff was blacked redacted. out. Um, but, uh, they, there were a couple things that sort of, they, they gave more detail on what they'd actually recovered before they even issued the search warrant. Uh, they talked a little bit more about the back and forth with, with Trump. Uh, the fact that Trump had already argued about this whole declassification thing before the search warrant, a few other things like that. Uh, it did mention that the one of in the, there was a memo accompanying the affidavit that had basically DOJ, DOJ, right? I, I keep wanting to say DOG, but no, not not, uh, not DOG. They DOJ. It sounds like a more interesting department, but no. Yes, uh, but they 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 put an accompanying memo in explaining why they redacted what they did, and one of the things they no, I didn't read that part. I was reading the memo and I forgot to read that part. What is it that they said there? Yeah, so so that part is interesting because most of it is not redacted. Although in a few places they do things like. You know, this would be extremely sensitive material, for example, and then there's a page that's all blacked out. Um, but basically, they explained that, um, you know, how this is, you know, it would potentially impact the investigation. One of the things they called out, two things that were interesting that they called out explicitly. One is that they have multiple cooperating witnesses, uh, multiple, 
Um, and they are worried about interference with those witnesses. So basically, they they are calling out explicitly saying, You mean to tell me that you think that Donald Trump would just lift the phone and try to tell these people not to do something and obstruct justice? Yes, exactly. They, ba- basically, no, they were, get out. Basically, they were very explicit in the reason we have to do this with a search warrant instead of continuing to to quote unquote, cooperate and do this with subpoenas or politely asking or whatever is basically a Donald Trump has not been cooperating fully. He's done a few things, but we believe that, you know, he has not been cooperating fully. And we think we have evidence of that. And two, uh, we believe he would try to intimidate witnesses. And three, we believe he would try to obstruct in other ways. I mean, they're pretty much outright saying we cannot we cannot operate under the assumption that Trump is going to do things in good faith. So wait, we cannot operate under the assumption that Trump will follow the law. Yes. Okay. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Yeah. And and so, um, you know, I saw a number of people of the legal persuasion of the, of the talking head TV legal persuasion types and, you know, ex prosecutors and blah, 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 all these folks saying that this further basically basically a whole bunch of people saying before they weren't a hundred percent sure that DOJ was going to do indictments. But at this point they're like, I don't see how they can't. Right. At you this know, point that, that's what it's looking like. Yes. You know, and, and maybe right now they're busy deciding whether they do it before or after the election. When you look at but... the type of information that it's very clear that he took. The, the the fact that he took no measures to to secure this information, that he lied about returning it, he refused to return it. Uh, I mean, it's just an entire sequence of shit over and over. I mean, it's you, you've got like just flat, flat out violation of the law that even though they gave him a chance to cure or remedy it, whatever, he refused. Uh-huh. He lied about it. Um yeah, we talked about this last week. Like, if the first time they'd asked him for all this stuff, he'd just said, okay, here it is. You can have it all. Yeah. We wouldn't be here today. We Correct. would not be talking about this. Even if he did it on the second try. Yeah. They gave they him were, multiple opportunities. They gave him multiple opportunities over something like 18 months. Yep. And he you just know, refused. And, and I, I don't know how many people I've seen comment you know, I had a security clearance, and if I had tried this stuff, I would have been in jail the first time I said no. Right. You know? Like, and, and, and even if I, and the first time they asked, even if I'd given it to them, my career would be over. Over, right. Yeah. But, but if I said no, they would have been, they would have arrested me on the spot. Right. You know? Practically. I mean, and so you got all these people saying, you know, uh, political vendetta. This is just another thing to go after Trump. Whereas it seems like they have bent over freaking backwards to give this man chance after chance after chance to make this stuff right. Right. And he has not. Nope. Uh, and I, I mean, very early on it, 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 in the start of the affidavit, it talked about how they were saying, oh, the, the the President Biden tried to chase after blah, blah, blah. Look, this was this all started by the National Archives. Mm-hmm. OK, they went and they said, you know, look, they're in charge of keeping this shit. Yeah. 
at, during the Nixon administration, the Presidential Records Act was enacted. You know, it, they it, it happened because specifically because Nixon was a fucking crook. And because well, he and, and, hit shit. And before then, it was actually assumed that presidential papers belonged to the president, to the president. and he could take whatever they wanted afterwards. They realized at that point how much of a problem that was uh, yes. and how, in fact, all of this belongs to the country. It yes. should belong to the country. And they codified that into law to make sure that it did. And, preci- and it was done precisely to avoid exactly what fucking Donald Trump is doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was exactly why the law was written. Now, one of the interesting things in the affidavit as well, uh, there, there were a couple new things. One, one, they did explicitly mention that some of the papers were related to human intelligence. Yes. Uh, so now it's, it, you know, we don't know the details. So, it, but the issue with human intelligence is whether it's actually explicitly information about our sources, blah, or it is just information obtained from such a source. Either way, that could potentially be used to identify actual human beings in the field uh, that would put their lives in danger. Um, and so one, one of the things that, of course, is being done at this point, now that they've retrieved these documents, is a damage assessment of all this stuff. Uh, because they have to go out and basically figure, like, you know, were, were spies burned or potentially burned? Because given how insecurely this material was stored at Mar-a-Lago, they can't assume that a document there was not seen by people who shouldn't have seen it. Um, In fact, they have to assume the opposite. They have to assume all of this stuff has been exposed. And so if this mentions some human intelligence source in country X, Y, or Z, they have to go pull that source or do something to protect them because they are in danger. Um, you know, the other part that was interesting, though, that goes along, like last week we were speculating, well, why does Trump want to keep all this stuff there? You know, there's the spectrum of reasons all the way from, you know, he's actively trying to sell these to other intelligence agencies to he just wants souvenirs, right? And on the souvenir side of that spectrum, apparently some of these documents were all mixed in with things like newspaper clippings and magazine articles and things like this. And I saw one person on Twitter say, Oh, he's been scrapbooking, you know, yeah. like, cause you know, this wasn't like all the secret stuff was kept together. And this is actually one of the things that alarmed the archives and the people looking into this and doing the investigation was that the super sensitive top, top, top secret stuff was just getting mixed in with other random crap. Right. You know, it's like, you know, secret document X on one page versus a clipping of the front page of the New York times on the other, you know, it's like, anyway, so I, I still don't know where on that spectrum this will turn out to be. But one thing I suspect given everything we've been seeing, and we're going to, probably transition right over to that uh, an article in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that was this weekend, not weekend, of this week. Newspa- out of all the newspapers. Yes, of course. But um, what we, this stuff was not held securely. Mar-a-Lago nope. is not secure. Mar-a-Lago so even- is a fucking sieve of fuck where, where damn spies are just getting in and out at will. Yes. And, and, and so basically the notion is let, let's, let's assume the most 
generous possible interpretation of Donald Trump's actions himself. He just wanted souvenirs. He has little, he's a pack rat. He wants to keep souvenirs of his time in the presidency, blah, blah, blah. He believes these documents are rightly his. Let's, let's assume that's all the case. Well, nevertheless, he stuck them in places where who the hell knows who could go through there, pick them up, take pictures, move on, you know, like, because none of this stuff was was stored in a way that is even remotely like what it was supposed to be stored at in terms of like the level of security surrounding it. Not even close. I mean, it, from everything I could see, they, they, they oh, also mentioned in the document that was new was they listed a whole bunch of areas that it's not just the storage area. They wanted to, they wanted to look at his office. They wanted to list, look at two other, two or three other places. Cause it, this stuff was scattered around Mar-a-Lago. It wasn't all in one place. And, and, and yet yeah, like some of these places were essentially wide open. Like when, when the archives said, this is unacceptable. You need to secure these documents. They apparently put an extra padlock on something. That's wow. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. A padlock, like, like what's in a locker. Yeah, exactly. I, they, mean, they, what, they, I mean, what? And, and part of what prompted. Yeah. That, that, the, that, that's going to keep it safe. Yeah. Part of what prompted the uh, search warrant was apparently that after they got the note that said, look, it, while we work this out, you need to secure this properly. They they got the security footage and saw people still walking in and out and around and moving these boxes around. So it clearly wasn't ever secure. So again, the, the government has to act as if every single thing here has been compromised. Well, and, you know, Undoubtedly, they are, as part of the damage assessment, they're trying to figure out, assuming each bit is compromised, what would happen. Um, apparently, in some of these cases, they're they're going to be like digging through the documents themselves, seeing if they can find fingerprints on them, who actually held the documents, you know, all this kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it, it continues to not look great for Mr. Trump. Um, and he his lawyers did this request to get a special master to look at the documents again, to make sure there wasn't anything that was privileged, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but apparently the first round of this document, like the, the judge came back and was like, what? Because they, they hadn't even gotten anything in it. Right. Like they hadn't filed it to the right place. They hadn't listed what what authority they were asking the judge to do it on. Why that judge what would have injunction? To... They didn't ask for an action. Yeah, they they didn't properly ask for an action. Um, the the lawyers didn't properly file it. There were technical things in terms of how they filed it that were wrong. That they had okay, to be. Let's to be fix. clear about this. The 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 whole thing. My understanding was that there were lawyers that were mentioned in there, but they didn't actually file it. It was filed pro se. Yeah. Well, actually, and I saw something else on that though. That that was apparently not necessarily intentional, but an artifact of them doing it wrong. Oh, so that's what happened. The, the lawyers were that bad that they didn't even know how to file it. So it looked like it was a pro se filing, even though they were the ones filing it. Yes. Jesus Christ. What the hell? It's like, 
you know, is it, what do you get? One of those lawyers, one of those billboards I got around here is like, hey, you know, whatever, you know, got me a million dollars. You know, I go with lawyer, whatever, you know, for one of those personal injury lawyers. Exactly. Law and, and actually, I saw, I have not had a chance to read about it because just as we were starting to record, I saw that they have filed their second attempt at this <laughs> motion. But apparently, there's still issues. Uh, and I did I did not get a chance to look in any detail because I just saw the tweet sort of fly by on the screen right as we were starting to record. But the whole notion of this, he, he's, su- he's suing in a separate court to try to get them to do this additional review of the documents, which frankly, at most, would delay things a little bit. Now, that's always been Donald Trump's game right with lawsuits and criminal actions and everything else is delay, 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 and hope something goes your way. Um, but, uh, yeah. And it also, the, the things they were asking for were things like stop looking at the documents until it goes through this review, but they waited two weeks to submit it. And another week almost has gone by because they did it wrong. So it's been almost three weeks now. So like, They've already been looking. Right. Now, apparently also one of the things that was revealed in the uh, affidavit uh, is they actually had, even without Trump asking, they'd already asked for an intermediate team to look at documents first to remove things that were out of scope. Uh, So it's like DOJ had anticipated that and basically was doing it anyway. Okay. So... So where are we now with this at this point? Because what I think is that given how late he's filed this, how stupidly he's filed this, but by the time that even if, if, if say any action is made on whatever he filed, it's going to be moot because he's, yeah. he hasn't done it right anyway. I mean, I, I, what I suspect the judge will say is, I have no jurisdiction in this. Your right. issue is, is is with the other jo- judge. judge. Your issue is with the other judge. If you have any issues with that process, you got to go deal with him. Okay, but 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 at the, at the moment, and, and, and by then, and, so slow, yeah, yes, by, by already, that time, already they already late. got. If they already pulled everything that was government property and returned everything to him, that's that that's his. There's nothing else to do. Yeah, I mean, hell, you know. We, we, at this point, we don't know. An indictment could drop any day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is related to the, the, the seizure, seizure of the documents, which is what he's challenging yeah. to a certain and, extent. And, well, he, mean, he, he's not even, he's not even directly challenging the seizure. He's just saying somebody should look at this stuff and remove the stuff that's not relevant. But um, but, on, but that's, that's a, in the in the word there, there is a described the process specifically to do that. Yes, exactly. The, I, I don't, the, I don't, the, the document that the 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 damn thing is released today explicitly had that written down. So yes. my whole point is that by the time that that gets looked at, that will have already been done. So what yes. the hell? I mean, it's going to be it's going to be moot because yes. what is I, it you do? Unring the bell? I yeah, mean, I don't I don't think it's even gonna get to the point where they try to decide on the merits because of all these problems. But if they did, I think you're probably right. It's too late. It's done. Right. And you know, also 
with this kind of stuff, like, and, and he wasn't challenging the, the warrant itself directly. Dog. Anyway, he wasn't charging the, he wasn't directly challenging the warrant anyway. And, you know, you, you, you also had all of the random conservative talking heads saying, release the affidavit, release the affidavit. Like after the original warrant wasn't enough, they wanted the right. affidavit. But, you know, frankly, you know, the purpose of the affidavit was to prove to the judge that there was enough of a probable cause that a crime might have happened and evidence might be present to do the search. After it was done, by the way, well, we got the stuff. It was really there. So now from a legal point of view, I realize there are some situations where, you know, you have the fruit of the poison tree and all that in certain circumstances. But the end result here is even if they, they actually found stuff. Right. <laughs> you know, right. if they if they found nothing, then maybe you could go after them and be like, you know, you harassed us for no good reason, blah, 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 blah. No, but they, they, they actually found stuff. So it seems like, you know, any argument about like the warrant was improperly done. Okay. But they actually found stuff. So right. let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and again, I realize there's certain circumstances where if the initiating process was abusive enough that they might still say you can't use the stuff you got, but this is not that case. This like, is not that case. This was, this is a process to try to recover documents that, that were owned by the government that he should have never had in the first place. And, 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 and the reality is that, even if anything was found to have been improper with the process, there were still not his documents anyway. So he wouldn't get them back. Right. Okay. So uh, I was, I was just seeing here, like I, I saw a tweet go by while you were talking there. Uh, there's a new yeah. article in the New York times from, uh, well, a few hours ago now, um, mm -hmm. classified material on human intelligence sources helped trigger alarm. Uh, August 26th in the New York times. Um, and it, it, it talks about some of what we were talking about in terms of, you know, human intelligence being mm -hmm. part of this. It doesn't make any direct connections, but it also mentions that last year there was a top secret memo sent to every CIA station in the, around the world, warning that a troubling number of informants were being captured or killed recently. Jesus. And the New York Times article doesn't say this is because anything that came out of the Trump documents, it says it's a stark reminder of how important the human source networks are. But apparently the fact that they found human intelligence information as part of what they were getting from Mar-a-Lago, even in the first tranche that, you know, Donald Trump gave up voluntarily, although under pressure, uh, is part of why they were ramping up the the importance and that they were going to do this no matter what. Now, the more I hear about this kind of stuff and how much they had, even in the first set of stuff they got from Donald Trump, the thing that's amazing to me is not that the search warrant was issued, but that it took them so long to do it, frankly. Like, given the nature of this stuff, I mean, they really were completely giving well, this guy every single freaking yeah. chance on any normal person 
they would have gone right in after this. Well, but, the, it, it, you know, look, we knew that this would be. How do I say? I mean, th- this was going to be a uh, 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 very controversial. Uh, yeah. Regardless no, of I, whether they were right or wrong. Look, which we, is why they gave them any every opportunity to do so. I, I, mean, I they think really, they're doing you know, I think they're doing it exactly right to be honest it it is surprising that they like if it really was so urgent you'd think they'd move quickly but at the same time absolutely you are going after the former president of the united states who still has huge amounts of support in this exactly it's not like he's you know nixon it's not like he's been rejected by the entire country right? right um and so yeah, you got to be careful. You got to make sure if you're doing this, that it's airtight. You have done, it's airtight. You've done every single thing by the freaking book, uh, and and you've given him chances, honestly, and that's what they've done. Um, and 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 again, it's it's sort of the whole part of like, well, why didn't he just cooperate at, at the first stage or the second stage or even the third stage is still like, uh, I, I, I don't get it. Um, but cause he could have avoided all of this. And the only thing that keeps coming through is sort of the notion that he really, really, really can't get past it. One of two things, either it's, he really can't get past this whole notion that this stuff is his, and not the government's and it's his rightful thing to do. And all this is harassment. And he really believes all his own bullshit or there's something so bad in the stuff he's got that it it served his purposes to delay it longer and longer and longer. I I don't know. I feel like the first one is very plausible though. Look, here's regardless of which one it is, yeah. What the bigger problem about this, and we talked about the issues with why this was dangerous, okay, aside from the unlawfulness, but you talked about what they were saying about the CIA stations and what was yeah, going yeah. on la- last year. Well, let's talk about the <clears throat> the supposed fake Rothschild Harris that Ah uh, uh, yes, let's get to that now. Uh what uh, now let's see what Let's give the reference to the 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 Post Gazette. Where, where does it, what's the name of the? Oh God! It, I, it, I, I'll it, get it. I'll get inventing it. Inventing Anna: The Tale yes. of a Fake Harris, Mar-a-Lago, and an FBI Investigation. Okay, from August twenty uh, sixth. From this is like from August twenty sixth, two thousand twenty two, and they go into detail into documenting this person that basically uh, is uh, of was russian speaking ukrainian okay mm-hmm. that uh infiltrated mar-a-lago with com- a, a, a series of false identifications the one that she was using specifically was said that she was anna the Rothschild, and mm-hmm. uh that she lived in um which is a famous wealthy european family uh, yes and that she lived in some mansion in miami beach and all of that proved to be false. She was, her identity was false. The the family relations were false. She didn't have any money. She had five different passports. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. She had a U.S. passport, a fake one uh, that says she was Anna the Rothschild, a Florida driver, uh, a Canadian one that said she was Anna the Rothschild. Then she had a Russian passport in the name of Anna Asimova. Okay. Okay. 
uh, and it said that she was born in Russia, and then she had a Ukrainian passport as well that said her name was Yakshin something, whatever <laughs> fucking Ina, and that she was born in the Ukraine. So right. you fucking tell me who the hell this woman is and how the hell now I mean, apparent, you know, apparently the if I understood the article, the truth is she was born in America to foreign parents, so she's a first generation American, and she has a long history of being a scammer. And her husband too, or her ex-husband, because apparently her and her ex-husband were like fighting about which was the worst person and stuff like this. So, but. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here, here's the damn thing. Okay. The scary yeah. part. Okay. Given the conne foreign connections, given yes. the documents of sensitivity, we're talking about the place, given her fake identities and that she seemed to have somehow had a, a massive supply of money in order to fa fake this. Okay. Yeah. Because this was not, you know, she was driving a $200,000 SUV. Okay. She wasn't like riding around in a fucking Hyundai. Okay. And, you know, so she was flaunting some money. Where the fuck did that money come from? Yes. And so it, it, it just like um, this is this is just like that Maria Butina girl from a couple yeah. of years ago. Uh, they, they she was hanging around Mar-a-Lago doing her thing. They've got pictures of her with Trump, with Graham, yep. with 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 right with Rand Paul, uh, a Her whole Rand bunch of Paul other too. people. Yeah. Yeah, Rand Paul too. I'm just scrolling down on these things. Uh, it, it, you know, pictures with all kinds of people that were floating around Mar-a-Lago, which basically means you know a whole bunch of high-powered Republicans of various sorts. Um, and she had the run of the place, I guess. Yeah, and of not just the place, but being able to schmooze with all these people, talk to them, whatever, and. Look, the, Listen, th this, I'm not saying that that she she went and she took this intel. You, yeah, you know, we, we, went, there is we, no specific accusation. No, that you know, it, it, it this art this article doesn't even say how. Hey, oh, hey, she's a Russian spy. Okay, she might be, she might not be. But it just she shows could, the level she, of she just could, she could just be a grifter. Yeah, yeah, she could just be a grifter that's just trying to to scam people out of money and stuff. She could be a spy. But it, you know, and what tying it together to the other story, there is nothing that would have kept her from wandering around, going to some of the places where these documents were improperly stored, and taking some pictures with her phone. You know, you know, I'm not saying she did, I'm not saying she didn't. It's just like you said, it's an indication of insecurity. We knew about the, the Chinese spy who was caught there a few years ago. Um, we, we, and now we've got this one and, and we know that just fundamentally the place was open. If you paid the membership fee, you were in, there yep. was no like extensive security vetting. There was no, they're not you got like half a million dollars. Congratulations. And, and, and once you're in, it's not like people were watching you. And it, again, it's not like the documents were in some actually secure area. It was a freaking hotel and there was a storeroom somewhere and a bunch of boxes were in there. And Donald Trump had an office somewhere else and a bunch of boxes were in there. And yeah, it does not lock down. That's the whole point. Yeah. And, and this lady is just another example of that. And yep. uh, 
I, I, who knows what we'll find out. Like from her history, she's, she, she may well just be a grifter. She may not be a spy. She may just be someone out for money and scamming and blah, blah, blah. But on the other hand, she's got all these foreign connections too. So she could be a spy. <laughs> You know, who the hell knows? And if she is I mean, a Because spy, she get that a ton of money from somewhere. Yeah, I mean, pick your country. You know? Yeah. I mean, she's got a Russian background, but she might not be working for the Russians. She could be working for anybody. Or she could be working for herself. Yeah, we don't know. But I imagine they'll be digging into that more deeply. Um, apparently, both the Canadians and the Americans were looking into this woman. Right. I mean, and... I could... Oh, man. And Th- people are like, well, why? I, uh, somebody was asking today, dumbest question ever. Why was Trump weather? And I'm like, have you seen the picture? I mean, the Russians and all these people know all you got to do is like dangle some, you know, attractive looking woman in front front of him. And the like that, you know, that goes and like patronizes him. And he's like, oh, OK. A, a quote from that Pittsburgh Post-Gazette article. Ron T. Williams, a former Secret Service agent who is now a corporate security consultant, said there are many reasons that Miss Yashchison may have avoided detection, including the possibility that agents didn't conduct a background check. Should she have been run for a background check? Yes, he said. But that doesn't mean it happened. And then it follows up. A basic check would have shown that no such person exists with right. the Rothschild name and her right. birthday. You didn't have to be, it didn't have to be a genius check. <laughs> you know, yes, it did not take an in-depth, you know, you didn't need some kind of a genius. It's not like she appropriated the name of a person, uh, you know, of a similar age and used that identity. No, they made one up, didn't exist. You what you looked it up, you would have said, oh, they don't exist. Well, something's got to be wrong here. I mean, yes, it's a very safe place for, for, for our, our biggest and most important secrets. Yeah. No, I mean, I know I'm going to store my gold over there. (laughs) There there, there are these gold bars I have for the apocalypse. The, the apocalypse. uh, Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, what, what else we got? We got any other, um, Trump-related things uh, happening. Trump-related. Um, we we had um, uh, Trump yeah. continues to be an asshole. Is that a Trump-related thing? That sure, it's, it's, oh, all, it, it's, a, it's an ongoing. I've oh, had an ongoing investigation into this matter, and I'm yes. concluding that he's still an asshole. Now, the one thing that is notable as well is uh, famously, of course, Trump lost his Twitter access. Right after January 6th, he has been posting on this truth social thing that he's set up. Oh, it's almost bankrupt. It it is almost bankrupt. I was going to mention that. But also the pace at which he is posting on there has been getting frantic as this stuff continues (laughs) to accumulate. Like. And, and, you know, you, I, I don't have a truth social account. I don't follow Donald Trump on there, but of course people post screenshots elsewhere. Um, and apparently he's gone from occasionally posting something to like, remember the worst days of Donald Trump Twitter 
where he's posting multiple times a day, big things in all caps, yelling at whoever he wants to yell at. Um, he is getting increasingly agitated on that platform as this stuff continues. Uh, because look at it. I mean, I don't know. Like, so, like we said last time, like we got this thing going on. We got the Georgia thing. We got the New York thing. We've got the January 6th investigations. All of these are tightening around him. Um, it, it Right now, recently, it feels like this thing with the documents is moving faster than anything else, but they're all moving. And the, and he's like right smack in the middle of it. And his usual ways of getting out of things aren't seeming to work right now. Now I'll put that seeming in there because who knows, he could still manage to slip away and get out from under all of this, but there's a mountain of stuff aimed in his direction right now. I think his, uh, look, one thing that he's had, he's had problems engaging uh, the correct legal help for this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean people who actually know what the fuck they're doing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In large part, because look, you burn enough lawyers this many times, they're not going to want to work with you. Okay. All right. And let's be clear almost every lawyer that has been associated with Mr. Trump recently has gotten burned. Why would you risk your reputation? Even if you, even if you support him. Okay. But say you've got a, 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 a large law firm and a reputation. Why would you consider even burning yourself into this? Okay. Yeah. Especially when you know that you've got a client that is a, you, you probably would try to steer him to save his ass. And he, you know, he's not going to even listen. Right. So it's just, it's just the worst client to have. And he doesn't pay. Uh, And he doesn't pay. I mean, there was recently, there was this letter from Giuliani basically uh, that, that got revealed where, you know, he asked him for a pardon and oh, by the way, you know, money and he didn't give him any of it. Nope. And don't hold your breath, Rudy. You ain't getting paid. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's kind of screwed in that department. And, oh, well, I'm, I, I pity the fool. Okay. So d- enough with Trump? Enough with Trump. Fuck him. Okay. We will take another break. And I, I will just put this out here. This break is not one that's in the normal rotation of breaks. This is just... Alex and I were fooling around in Logic Pro last night, and he said, you know, you have to use this as a break on the next curmudgeon's corner. <clears throat> so um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave, uh, I'll leave uh, Yvonne open to potentially react oh, if he feels like Jesus it. Here we go. Fucking crazy. What? what? Oh, 
Okay, that was it. Okay. Well, it's not bad. Not terrible. That was, that was called bugs on my face. In case you couldn't understand the actual words. Something. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know that that will be included in any future rotations, but there you go. Maybe, maybe. But I'm you found, I'm, listen, you found worse. Yes, but this one was discussing someone eating the bugs off my face. Yeah, yeah, so, it, you know, worse. whatever. Oh. Anyway. So, uh, our next one was going to be election 2022. And stuff related, I, I guess the big stuff this week was primaries in Florida and New York. Um, uh, so, let's talk, since you're here and you're Florida, let me let you give a summary of interesting Florida stuff first, and then we'll talk about New York and national ramifications. So go Florida. Florida. I mean, Florida, I mean, look, we've got our two uh, primary candidates for the big offices that are uh, running, that that are going to be at the ballot in November. Charlie Crist, who was a Republican governor, now a Democrat, who ran against uh, uh, Rick Scott, uh, years back and lost it was a very close race uh he's on the ballot again he picked his uh running mate today some people so are speculating. first of all he won his primary he won his primary yes okay uh against nikki freed who was the commissioner of agriculture and she was a a, a very progressive uh woman uh uh young you know compared to chris i mean definitely i think of like a 30 uh 30 year age difference but you know what? Uh, her campaign didn't resonate. I mean, and and in the last few days, you know, she said some stupid shit. Uh, on top of that, <laughs> I, I was just, I mean, you know, I it, 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 the the Palm Beach Post, which is not a conservative newspaper by any straight, uh, uh, you know, any stretch, published a published an article related to certain relations, certain decisions and relations that she had. Uh, uh, with the people in the sugar industry, and how that she had made certain decisions that many inter- many people said uh, were not in the best interest of our, you know, uh, 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 of our ecology. Now she's the agriculture commissioner, so remember, I mean, her main thing was to promote agriculture in the state, but the decisions were not really good for the environment. Okay, and what she said was accused the Palm Beach Post of uh, having taken a payoff by the Sierra Club to publish a hit piece on her. And everybody was like, what? Okay. And, you know, what we said, uh, what what we all said was that the way that it was a fake, and that it was a fake news story. And I said, you sound like Donald Trump, except like a far left Donald Trump. That did not really help a lot near the end. Now, but I do think that it, it she ran a very, very vicious attack campaign against okay. Charlie Crist and not against Ron DeSantis. Mm. Um, and you know what? Charlie Crist basically was knew that he was comfortably ahead in the polls and just did not engage in the attacks. Um, she just, he just, you know, he, he just didn't. Um, 
And one thing about Charlie Crist is that he's always had a reputation for being a nice guy. Okay? You know, heaven forbid that we could have some of those. You know, he's just not a... You know, he doesn't go around treating people like shit and insulting them. You know? He goes to places and people like him. Uh, I mean, when he was campaigning in public, he would go out and he would go to places and, and, you know, he was doing positive type campaigning. I I keep thinking sometimes like, uh, I don't know, you know, we always talk about, you know, candidates and they go around kissing babies and whatever, whatnot, Right. right? That kind of campaign. Okay. Um, you know, he, he won. I mean, he won by over 20 points. So it was a sound defeat. It wasn't even really close. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Now you said he picked so a it, lieutenant governor. She, he picked a lieutenant governor. So and, now I gather, I, I just to clarify on this, in some states, the governors and lieutenant governors run completely separately. This Florida this is, is like president, yes. vice president. They run yes. together as a yes. ticket. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, uh, so he's a head of the uh, Miami Dade uh, Teachers Union. Okay, uh, a, a woman. I can't remember her name right now. Uh, but but look, he picked a woman. He wanted to. I, I think some people were just worried. You know, another old white guy, and um, you know, I think in order to balance it, he decided that that she would be a good choice. And so. Um, and Hispanic it, as well. And Hispanic as well, yes. And so, you know, so that balanced out the ticket to a certain extent. Uh, uh, so so that's that side. The other one is, and th- th- this one was not in question, to to challenge Rubio. Rubio obviously won his primary, duh, but, uh, you know, the um, is it, it, a lady called Val Demings. Val Demings was a, a police chief in Central Florida. Uh, and she is very well liked and she overwhelmingly won. That one was even a much bigger route. I think she got over 80% of the vote. Uh, okay. And so like right now, so those are the two candidates that are going into the, uh, November election. Um, on the other hand, um, you know, there was a lot of concern about school board elections because uh, because Ron there were a lot of crazies running who were, there were a lot of crazies in Palm Beach. None of them in the in the big blue areas. He was really challenging the big school boards in in the cities. He had one guy win in Miami. None won in Palm Beach. Now. It doesn't seem like anyone in in Broward County, which those are the big three counties that compose South Florida, you know, the Miami metro area, basically. Um, but in Broward, there's a bigger complication. There was a criminal investigation into the school board that found that four of the school board members were involved in certain criminal activities. Nice. And related to bribes, payoffs, other stuff or whatever. And so DeSantis removed them. And the question is like whether that will make a change in the balance of 
that school board at this point. But but because he was going to appoint some replacements, but even those replacements at some point have to go to election. Right. Um, you know. So um, so you know. Uh, so so I don't know. Uh, I mean, he he went flat out and 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 put four Republicans on the board. Um, but I, I just um. You know, I, I just don't know uh, what the problem is. But there, but the Broward School Board has had a series of scandals uh, over a lot of things. That, and so it, this is very problematic at this point. Um, you know, um, so uh, I, I don't know what's I don't know what's going to happen. I, 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 it's, it, I, I think that basically what I can say is that on the ballot, he supported a lot of candidates across the state, but it seemed that he did it in places where he knew he was going to win. So I didn't see that really any really tipped the balance in any meaningful way in the school boards that, that they, he, he endorsed people because he only did one endorsement in Miami and it was a close race. That one won, but, in the end, the composition of the school board in terms of politically didn't change. In Paul Beach, he got none, but he didn't end- he didn't endorse any, and I think he didn't because he looked at it and he said, hmm, I'm not going to get anything there, so I'm not going to endorse anything. So, so his endorsement strategy was, oh, I see a potential winner there. Let me pick that person so I look like I won. It's not exactly that, you know, it's not like he his his endorsement secured this victory you, you see what i'm saying yeah so i just i don't know so uh but oh you know, the hope again chris had a very strong showing before this state has been close there's been some polling that shows that val Demings is also polling very strong against rubio and to be fair Rubio's like personal, uh, uh, you know, approval, you know, likability sucks. And so Val Demings has a good shot. Well, and, and we've talked but, about the, we've talked about the abortion issue activating things. Yes. There was another video going around in the last couple of days of Rubio reiterating his, uh, support for a complete ban, including rape and incest, et cetera, et cetera. Like the, That's the maximum Republican yeah, it, it, in this environment, that's not necessarily helping, right? And so you know, so I think that that's what that's Florida. That's what we're looking at right now. Basically, uh, we've got the, the the field is set, and uh, you know we'll see. I mean, you know, it, it's it's there couldn't be more of a contrast in terms of personalities than between Charlie Crist and Ron DeSantis. I mean, look, like I mentioned, like a few months back, Ron DeSantis showed up to. Uh, to a school, saw a couple of kids wearing a mask and just berated them in public. Mm-hmm. Wiped the floor with them. And, you know, just treated them like shit in front of people. I mean, it's just disgusting. The man's, the man's disgusting. I mean, forget about okay. his policies. It's just that he's fucking disgusting. I can't, st- I mean, it's like, this is not a person. You know, like I said, like 20 years ago, I always said, you know, W. Bush is a guy that is likable. Per, in a personal level, uh, that that I would like to spend some time with him. 
this man is intolerable. If I spend some time with him, it's like Rand Paul. I'd wind up like his neighbor and fucking, you know, and fucking bash him with a tool or something. <laughs> okay. Uh, let, let's talk the others. Uh, the New York, basically the headlines out of New York that was that there were a couple special elections there. Uh, so not, not, not the primaries. There are maybe a couple of primaries that were interesting too, but the special elections are the interesting ones because they're the ones that point you towards trends for the general. Um, and basically including New York, there have now been four special elections um, this cycle uh, since Dobbs. Let's be more specific mm-hmm. since, since the Dobbs decisions. All four of them, the Democrats have significantly outperformed what Biden did uh, in, in, right. in, in last November or last November in, in 2020. Okay. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. Now, not all of them have resulted in Democratic wins, but for instance, there was one in Nebraska that went from Trump winning by 15% to the Republican winning by only 5%. Now, the Republicans still won. But it was still, you know, a 10 percent move towards the Democrats. Uh, there was one in Minnesota uh, where it was a six point move towards the Democrats. Uh, the two New York ones, there was a almost four point move and one. And then the big one, New York 23, move, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, f- f- five or six. Yeah. So there, all of these have been moves around 5% towards the Democrats. Some have been a little bit more, some have been a little bit less. Um, but in all of these cases, there have been moves to Democrat compared to uh, 2020. Now, why that's significant is if you just take that level of move and apply it across the board to the whole country, it is just enough for the Democrats to keep the house. Yeah. Now, do we know, is it a reasonable to say these five specials will be replicated across the country? No, probably not. And I've seen, uh, like Dave Wasserman, who's one of the experts who opines on these things, uh, mentioned that the turnout in the general is usually enough different from the primaries that he still gives the Republicans the the you know the, he he thinks the republicans are still favored um for november uh but we are seeing item after item after item every time these things are actually tested with votes uh things have been moving in the democrats direction uh the obviously the polls have been as well uh we cautioned last week about like you know don't necessarily trust like it's like Senate polls have been way, way off. So just massive grain of salt here. And, and lots of house districts don't even get polls. Some of them do, some of them don't. Um, you know, one thing, if you look at some of the models, like the, the 538 model, I shouldn't say some of the models, really the only one I've been looking at so far is 538. Uh, there's another one that's due to come out soon, but isn't out yet. And they previewed that said, basically they previewed that it's going to be better for the Democrats than some people thought, but uh, it's not out yet. Um, the The 538 model um, showed a whole bunch of improvement from the middle of July to the middle of August. Uh, but 
it slowed down. Like there was a, there was a point where things were moving really rapidly for a few weeks, but it's kind of been flat for the last couple of weeks, uh, in terms of what they think the odds are. They're, they're doing around 22% chance of the Democrats actually pulling it out. Uh, but it hasn't changed much in the last couple of weeks. Um, the generic ballot as well. I was going to say, like, I was thinking about like earlier today, yesterday, I was thinking about that. And it actually looked like on the generic ballot, the Democrats had peaked and were falling back a little bit, but then some new polls came out today and they're the best they've been. Yeah. They're now at a 0.7% lead, which is the best they've been since last November or something like that. Here is just to give you an an idea. And I, and I added this up the polling since August night, since August 18th on. So the last 10 days, there's been 12 polls published in the data that they're using for the generic ballot in uh, uh, 538. Out of those 12, okay, only three showed the, 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 the Republicans leading. Yep. Okay. And and the margins for for the Democrats have been, I mean, it, there was such a huge swing from where they were. I mean, yes. Even before, it was just a tiny. These polls all of a sudden are like showing big numbers. It, it, it It's like, so... So you can see there in the data that holy shit, there is a there's a big swing happening, okay? And because we're using weighted averages and we're looking, whatever, obviously, you know, we need more of this to continue in order for that to change what the models are looking at. But man, the data that's been coming in, it's well. I mean, if you're a Republican, you're looking at this, you're saying holy shit. Yeah, and the other part, like I don't know, like. Is the 538 accounting for these special election results and the jungle primary results right. and those kind of things? The the other one that uh, has been teased is from G. Elliott Morris, and he specifically said that uh, he's working in those into his model okay. and that they are changing things. That The, the fact that they're these special elections that have all shown movement towards the Democrats are going to affect his overall model when it's released. Um, now, still, like like I said, if you take that sort of average from the four special elections and say apply it nationwide, it still only just barely gets the Democrats where they need to be, which indicates like if you turn it into odds, maybe the most generous you can possibly be here is maybe that makes it so that it's closer to a 50-50 than it is to a 20% chance for the Democrats. Um, but again, there are these questions about like, do the Republicans show up for the general election in a way they don't for the primaries and the specials and do, does everybody get all motivated and blah, blah, blah. So, so chances are the Democrat chance is still under 50%, but yeah, even the 20% that we're talking about right now in the 538 model, 22%, um, ain't nothing. No. No, you know, uh, as we well know from Donald Trump winning in 2016, no, it ain't nothing. No, it, it ain't nothing. You know, if if you if you you got them running at 16 percent or something, that can still happen. Yeah, you know? no, 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 totally. Um, but um, but yeah, and the and the Republicans seem to be scrambling a bit. Uh, there were reports of one of the, I believe it was the Senate candidate in Arizona for the Republicans, maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Senate. Maybe yeah. governor. I think it was Senate. Anyway, has in the last few days has gone in and edited their web page 
to take out the more extreme <laughs> abortion positions. Now, they're still pro-life. They're still anti-abortion. Um, but they've taken out the bits that were av- advocating directly for, you know, the 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 personhood type amendment that says fetuses should have all the result, all the rights of adults uh, as of conception and all this kind of stuff. And he's taken out the parts where he was against exceptions for rape and incest and stuff and like that. The mom should die, bitch. You got pregnant, <laughs> just fucking die. Suck it up. <laughs> Be a woman. Carry uh, it. Uh-huh. A- anyway, so like. <laughs> Might as well say that. I mean, come on. It well, is what well, they're saying. Well, it, the, the point is, though, that the Republicans seem to have noticed that, hey, maybe these extreme positions on abortion. No, you no are- shit. <laughs> really? Yeah, are, are, are hurting us. And maybe we should tone it down just a tad. I mean, like I said, it's a fucking dog that caught the fucking dog that caught the car. And and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, whoa, wait, what? Yeah, I, I really look. I, I really, really I know that they're scrambling right now and they're not just scrambling there. Look, they made a whole bunch of bad choices. Look, this Vance guy in Ohio. Is fucking mm-hmm. looking like he's gonna fu- he's gonna fucking lose a seat that they should have they should have won. Yeah, th- there is no re- I, I, Oz, I, I, Oz, I, I, fucking Oz. Let's, let's Oz just talk is... Ohio for a second. There, yeah. Just for one second, like I, I'm glad a Democrat's looking good there, but there is no reason, given historical trends recently, the Republicans should have to worry about Ohio. Right. It's been a, f- but they are. But they are, because they've been. Yeah. I mean, they, they they have been doing this, you know, thing where they are setting themselves up into these situations. And I'm like, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Well, and this is what um, McConnell said, right? About like this is a candidate quality issue. <laughs> you know, shit, Sherlock. <laughs> he says this this is not like the house he said that the 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 republicans have a better chance of taking the house than they do the senate uh and it's because of candidate quality and you and, and like you know people like oz I mean, look, are saying like, oz. oh he's not talking about me yeah right oz vance oh uh walker in georgia for god's sakes mm-hmm. good god that guy holy shit that's another fucking shit show and who and the guy running against Kelly also in Arizona that that guy also is not. I mean, they really picked some really shitty candidates. I mean, yeah. look, they took away Florida by picking. I mean, who is a a guy who is, in my view, one of the crookedest, most unethical pieces of shit ever put on this earth? A guy called Rick Scott. And putting up against Bill Nelson. And motherfucker, he beat him by pff, nothing. A few thousand votes. It was just, I mean, it was just gut-wrenching to see that loss. Okay? But the guy, you know, if you don't really, he is somebody who smiles at you and looks normal and talks normal, but at the same time is leaving you absolutely you know, he's robbing you blind while smiling in your face and you're not seeing it. And that's 
the reason would when, when McConnell talks about candidate quality, that's the kind of guys that he wants. Yeah. So I, I feel like to some degree we're repeating ourselves for things we've said other times. The, Demo- well, just, the Democrats yeah, have been somewhat on a roll. Even and I should mention we haven't talked about this one for a bit because it's less direct. Biden's approval ratings have been like recover. I mean, he's still yeah, he, he, he's still underwater. Let's not let's not overstate this. But just since July twenty second, he's moved from thirty eight percent approval to forty two percent approval. Yeah. So it, 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 that's just uh, in a month. He's moved like 6%. That's a I mean, pretty rapid movement. Look, the guy, listen, let me tell you something. Fucking Biden, with all the shit that he delivered, okay, including, and we didn't talk about, we're, we're talking politics, but it, 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 it is a pol- political thing. The student debt relief that he passed, yeah, yeah, that that he also was putting through. To, uh, that was new well. this week as well. He that find, was new this he, week. He, people people have been criticizing that he's been hemming and hawing and spending months and months deciding what to do. Finally, like, man, put the marker down. Listen, what was done was, man. I mean, talk about something that was carefully thought out to try to help the maximum number of people while making the people that can afford to pay, pay. And when, even when they are paying to make sure that they can pay within, you know, a reasonable amount of their income and not, and not create it into something that just turns out somebody that grabbed $200,000 and just borrowed it and whatever that is making maybe half a million dollars a year isn't paying. And I will tell you that for, even though, I've seen certain people. I saw um, certain l- groups on the left and a lot of groups on the right basically complain about this. Uh, it's overreach or whatever. You know, one of the things I was thinking ba- ba- about- Basically, the entire Republican Party is unified on debt forgiveness is bad. We shouldn't be doing this. Uh, we're sending the wrong message. But if it's the- PPP loans, it's good, especially yeah. if they're well, for uh, themselves. Y- yeah, but look. You know, I, I've seen sort of the 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 cross back about like, hey, it's it's oh, it, look at the hypocr- hypocrisy here. But at the same time, like PPP was designed right up front with the if you do X Y Z, it will be forgiven, and so no, that was part I, of the I, deal. I, from I, the I get beginning. that, but but my whole point is that it's a handout, and they're okay yes, with yes. handouts as long as they're for them. But if it's for somebody else, it it it's you know it's bad. But yeah, Look, but anyway, but and I was just going to complete the picture. The 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 left part of the Democratic Party is upset because it didn't go far enough. They didn't they they didn't liquidate enough debt. They want they want the Biden. They wished Biden would just eliminate it all instead of just a slice. I think that what they did looked at the debt problem, looked at what the median debt was allowed for people, especially at the low end of the income scale, to get, if not half, almost all their debt wiped out, okay, they met certain criteria for the people at the low end of the of the income spectrum. And once you went up, what it did is limit, you know, they, they created a methodology to make sure that, uh, you know, that it wasn't an excessively taxing payment based on your discretionary income. And so, you know, when you look at that and you see how it was thought out, I'm like, you know, it, it was, it was, 
<laughs> it was analyzed. It was planned. It 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 looks like they they have a methodology. I mean, they tried Wait, to. Do, give do you possibly mean that it took a while to do this because they actually spent time thinking through what the right way to do it was? Heaven forbid. Yes. I mean, Jesus. And and, and you know the the one thing is, well, this will never pass the courts or whatever. I think the one thing that people have said is a problem with standing. Um. I don't, I don't know who that, you know, because who the, would have standing the, the, challenge. the commercial lenders who are involved, they're going to get paid anyway. Right. The government, the government's going to pay it. Right. Uh, so they, they, they can't say they were harmed. Right. The, what the students are going to say they were harmed. No, no. <laughs> you know, Oh, I, I, I wanted to pay that. Um, now apparently I just saw you will actually have to apply for this. It was yes, not correct. automatic. That's no, not automatic. There, so there if you really want to pay, you there are, yeah, and there are for certain people that they have all the information. So once you apply for it, it's pretty quick uh, for for a large number of people. But um, I, I still know, think that's that's actually kind of weird. Like, you know, just do it. Don't make people apply. I guess you have to tie together their income and verify that and blah, blah, yeah. blah. But um, yeah, so this is yet another thing on like the string of actual democratic accomplishments over the last couple months, which is where this turnaround for Joe Biden is. And I think more generally for the Democrats, uh, the Democrats, you got, you got the Dobbs Roe versus Wade stuff that's activating a lot of people, but you also just have this turnaround that suddenly after like a year where the narrative over and over again was they can't get anything fucking done. All of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. They're getting all sorts of things done. Right. And inflation and, and gas prices are down. And really gas is, prices are down. And, you know, unemployment claims are not through the roof. And, you know, there's all sorts of positive developments that, that have happened. And so, you know. Now, can they keep it up through November? I think so. through November. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because one of the things is. People's attention spans are so short, <laughs> you know, you got to keep but, the but, hits but coming. I think, but the one thing is that, you, you know, you had the entire momentum and oh, by the way, let me tell you something. We got more J6 hearings. Yes, we do. Next month. Woohoo! <laughs> and who knows? We might have a Trump indictment. Yes. But, but now, now, now to be fair, a Trump indictment might activate the Republicans and get them angry and more voting. Like one of the things that's been switching back and forth on polls um, is sort of how, how determined each party is to vote, how angry they are. Um, and the Republicans have had the advantage, but the Democrats have been catching up. Um, if you have something like a Trump indictment, do you suddenly get a lot of the the Trumpies who might've been a little bit disengaged re-engaged and actually hurt the Democrats through that. It is very possible that yeah, a Trump I, indictment I, would hurt democratic chances. You know, the way- I, I think you, you gotta, if, if you got the goods, you gotta do it. You, the, the, the department of justice should not even be thinking about that. If they've got it, they should, they should go right ahead. I, what I will say is that, uh, on the other hand, you've got the, if there's a Trump indictment on, on, on the other hand, what you got is a whole bunch of angry women. And you know what? Mm-hmm. You could never underestimate a whole bunch of pissed off women. <laughs> I, 
my experience has been told do not underestimate a whole bunch of pissed off women. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and some men too. I mean, like one of, one of the clips that's been going around, I don't know if you've well, seen this. I mean, it's a couple I, well, well, it's uh, primarily the, the women. No, no, I know what, okay, I know yeah. what, I know what you're talking about. I abs, absolutely. Uh, second, third, <laughs> agree to everything you just said about angry women. But like one of the things I saw, and I'm not saying that this person's vote, one of the videos that has been going around the last couple of weeks, I don't know if you've seen it or not, was a state legislator in one of the states that passed a fetal heartbeat bill. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like several weeks after that had gone into effect. And he gets back up on the floor of his state legislature and starts talking about how he didn't realize some of the effects this would have. And he talked about one of his constituents who had, um, you know, was past the eight weeks, had a non-viable pregnancy. The doctors had told her that, you know, the fetus was not going to survive, but they couldn't extract because the fetus still had a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So she was sent home basically with the choice of like, well, you you basically have to wait for the fetus to die and then you can come back. We can't just do it. But in the meantime, and he's, he quoted off the percentages, I don't remember, she, there's a certain percentage of chance that she'll have permanent damage to her reproductive system th- through letting this happen. There's a certain percentage of chance that there would be an infection and she would actually die because of this. And basically the guy is like, I voted for this bill, but I didn't understand that this would come from it. And I think there are a lot of people out there who, as these things have come into play and they're starting to see the reports of actual effects on actual people are realizing that they, you know, they might've approved of this, on a sort of high conceptual level, but when they look at the actual real life consequences, suddenly are like, oh, oh, and are starting to rethink a little bit. You know, well. And meanwhile, of course, yeah, people responded to that video being like, we told you. Right. This was not like some massive, unknown, unpredictable thing. This is what right. we've been telling you for years. You just wouldn't listen. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. We, we've, we've got the activated women. We've got the, the, ink, the voter registration. Uh, women have been outnumbering men for like the last few months. Uh, you know, we got trends. We got trends. Anything else to say about elections? Uh, no, not I, about election. I, I feel like to some degree there's been new information, but we've been saying the same thing for the last few weeks. So I don't know. Ready to move I mean, on? The only thing that I that I can add, you know, because yes. we could we could wrap up, you know, we're almost like at the two hour mark where we could wrap up. But oh, I'll well, add about we're 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 in our target zone. We're but, in our target you know, zone. We could we could still have another like little well, thing. I was but yawning we earlier. So, okay, uh, yeah, uh, and, uh, I, and I mentioned. See, now I'm fine. I, I took the nap before the show, but now I'm like, oh, I'm ready to go. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. We can. Well, wrap I, it up. I did not take a nap before the show. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, maybe you um, should have. Maybe uh, you should have. You uh, know, we are both old. We should be taking naps all the time. 
<laughs> I'm not very good at the napping thing. So I got to admit. So, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Look, the only thing that I saw that was like, really, that we haven't mentioned in terms of everything related to economics and there and, and, uh, and other stuff was that Jay Powell had a speech today from, uh, but, but, you know, they have, they have these annual meetings at Jackson hole where they go and like some big powwow about policy and, you know, monetary policy and other stuff. Uh, but basically the, the gist of the speech bottom line was Jay Powell said, look, inflation in order to arrest it, you have to stay on it. You can't do, you, you can't just because what we've done so far, uh, has maybe had some impact. We can't just take or take our foot off the throttle. So basically what he's saying is that until they see that, uh, uh, you know, the numbers have capitulated and I mean, he believes that it will take some un, uh, uh, an increase in unemployment flat out. And what he said is, well, why do you want to do that? Why do you want people to lose jobs? And he said, listen, the only reason to do that now is so it's not worse later, because we don't want to repeat of what happened in the 70s, where uh, in order to arrest inflation, we had to create such a crippling recession that it was worse for the workers. And so we're, we're going to have to inflict some pain. And so the stock market today did not like that. The was down, but uh, you know, he's basically saying that rates are going to stay high for quite a long, quite a long time. That we're not going back to the easy money. We've really had the super like close to zero interest rates and a lot of shit basically for like, well north of a decade i mean going back to the great recession um mm-hmm. that 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 interest rates e4c's will stay high are, are going to be higher and stay high higher for a longer for much longer than people you know that don't 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 think that we're going back to uh a prime rate of three and a half percent anytime soon or no, you're, no. you're going to see three and a half percent rate mortgages anytime soon again fat chance no, that- no. Now, to keep this in with the politics stuff, how, how does this influence the stuff we were talking about before? Because on the one hand, high interest rates. On the other hand, presumably this helps with the inflation problem. Well, that's the thing. That's I mean, the whole he, point, right? That's the whole point. And so uh, the, the whole point is to push inflation down and it's happening. The whole now, thing that he's trying to engineer a soft landing instead of like a big recession. Um, So... And do you, do you think there's a good shot of actually doing there? Because there's not been a high success rate at these soft landings rather than actually crashing into a recession. Um, I mean, it's possible, but, um, it's tough to say. I I, I do think. Because we already have two quarters of negative growth, right? We just like are hedging and saying maybe it's not really a recession. Well, the thing is that, okay. Here is the thing. The two quarters of negative growth that we had were really related to inventory draws. It was more like like a balance sheet recession than a real recession. There weren't an increase in layoffs. The hiring hiring was still going, you know, you know, at a very high rate. Um, You know, personal income was up. All all of these things. So it's one of those things where. Like I said, it was a balance sheet recession. People had been larding up on inventory because we've been short on inventory. All of a sudden, they they said, we have to draw down the inventory. So on the GDP number, it looked like a recession. But all the usual things that you associate with a recession in terms of unemployment and all this other stuff didn't actually happen. Okay? And so that's why people were like, wait, 
were we in a recession? Well, you know, you look at unemployment claims and they're still extremely low as a matter. I mean, there were, there were, I mean, they're, they're at, oh my God. I mean, they're, they're at one of the lowest they've been in, I don't know. They're at near the lowest they've ever been. The rate of, of an employment claim. So, mm-hmm. so that's the thing where what he feels, what Jay Powell is saying, that he feels that the underlying economy is sufficiently strong that it is able to to take this this and with inflation flagging then that it it may be a manageable situation now many have questioned it but so far if you look at the impact in terms of income employment that kind of stuff it, it has not been it, it, yeah there you know we ever, there's always layoffs and certain things happening but there isn't you know there hasn't been a big uptick in unemployment claims. Well, and I think part of, you know, in terms of election effects and everything else, there's a perception versus reality thing too. Correct. It's as we get close to November, is the general talk about what's happening with the economy positive or negative? Like are people talking about it's moving in the right direction or are people all scared about it getting worse? Um, It seems like compared going down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like compared to a few months ago where everything was doom and gloom, now things seem to, you know, people are talking about like the good parts. And it's, it, and, and look, I said this originally when inflation had spiked and, you know, all the numbers were down and it was looking bleak for the Democrats. And you, you had asked me the question, I said, can this turn around quickly? And I, and I had said in terms of the inflation, I said, yes, it's very possible that you, you are. I mean, I expected to see a downturn in those numbers where people are very quickly going to see that it's better for them. Will it turn into votes? I, I wasn't sure. But I think that you had the combination of this happening together with Dobbs. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just it, it was just it, it was just a double whammy in that sense. So, OK, there we are. So that's it. That's all I so have. So we will not have a third potpourri segment today okay i know everyone is sad but don't worry we will have them some other time yeah some other time yes 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 Uh, the potpourri will come back the lightning rounds will come back at some point but not today now it is time to wrap this sucker up so as usual if you want to get in touch with us or give us money or all of this other stuff, you'll find all the information at curmudgeons-corner.com. Uh, you'll also find our complete archive back to the beginning of the podcast version of this show there. If you are interested in listening to old episodes, you know, hear us talk about the Obama administration or whatever, you can go back and find all that. Um, and, uh, Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, I should say, uh, uh, our Patreon is there as well. I said, you can give us money, um, at $2 a month or more, or if you contact us through any of the ways on that website, then uh, I should say it again. Repetition is good. If you contact us through any of the ways on curmudgeons-corner.com and ask nicely, or give us money on the Patreon, uh, where you can get other prizes as well, they're not really prizes. You can get other benefits like mugs and stuff. I just heard back. What do you mean um, it's not a prize? Surprise could be a, a, a prize things. implies some sort of contest of skill or something. 
Here we're you're just you're just paying us. So it's more like you're buying the mug or whatever. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Never now, mind. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I sent a mug to Shelly, who was a guest on the show a few months ago, and uh, she reports that she has gotten the mug and she enjoys it. So thank you, Shelly. Um, I, I, I'm glad you are making good use of our mug. Um, in any case, at $2 a month or more, or if you contact us, we will invite you to our Commudgeons Corner Slack, where Yvonne and I and several of our listeners are exchanging notes and information and interesting links and just chatting throughout the week. So Yvonne, tell us something that we talked about in the Commudgeons Corner Slack that is interesting and cool that we have not spoken about on the show. Uh, I could talk about the masturbating monkeys, but no, I'm going to talk about the, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, I actually just posted that to the Slack while we were recording. And I had, I'm sorry, I had, I'm sorry. I, I had read about this, but I'm not going to, this is, this is monkeys using stole stone tools uh, no, for self-pleasure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk. Th- that about is that. the, you know, yes, that, that is, let's not highlight that even <laughs> though I am. Because that that is not giving you the proper impression of what we talk about on the Curmudgeon Square Slack. No, no, it's not. Usually. So I'm going to go to uh, the writers that catch a little too much air on a Detroit slide. So about yes. earlier this week, a whole bunch of videos went viral. They opened this this uh, this slide at Belle Isle Park in, in Detroit. And uh, it had been closed for a couple of years. And well, people were sliding it down it quite uh fast and so and the slide has up and down is an up and down with undulations and people were like flying it was just i mean some people got hurt okay um you know and so so people were were being said flying it was just hilarious video and uh you know uh sam i didn't post the video of the sliders you know sliding fast Uh, because I just saw it. Oh, it's amusing. Look at these guys just sliding yeah, and, like and I didn't either, to be yeah. honest. Like, and so, there are a lot th- this was going like this was all over TikTok, all over other places. And you know, there there are cool things on there, like cool trends, like every week. And I usually do not share them on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack because they're amusing and fun, but you move on. Yeah. Right. But but then there was an article today in the New York Times about what happened with the slide and right. why you know. It had been closed, and what what they discovered as to why it was so slidey and people were going down fast. And apparently, uh, during the maintenance period, somebody gave it an overly aggressive wax uh, 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 to it to keep it shiny. I, I, wait, wait. Overly aggressive waxing? I thought you weren't going to talk about the monkeys. I, I'm talking about the, the slide. They, were, they waxed the slide. Never. Yes, I know. No, I, I don't know. It's not about the monkeys. No. Okay. No. Not that type I don't of know. Wax. You say overly aggressive waxing. The waxing was a little robust, is what they said. Okay. Okay. That's, that's the quote. Okay. So, so apparently they made it just be way too slidey. And so, you know, they were like tribal. Well, they were, they, they did, you know, we, I, I've seen this before. We talk about, Sometimes we screw up an engine because we did over maintenance. You know, we tried mm-hmm. to, you know, or we're, just, you know, just checking too much. So, so they did that. And so they realized, oops, we, we made it. So they, they went and they, 
did something in order to remove some of it and applied water and slid whatever. And so they reopened the slide and now people could go down the slide and without endangering their lives. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Apparently when they opened, you know, they said like they shut it down after a few hours. It, it was surprising to me that it took them a few hours as, as, as Alex and I watch these videos of these people, you know, they go down the bumps and then like just fly into the air and land <laughs> sprawled all over the place. Some of them do flips. I'm like, Alex kept asking me, why did it take them a couple hours to realize they should shut that thing down? Yeah. And, and more to the point, he kept asking, did they not test it before they opened it? Apparently, Why the answer is no. it at all? Because it's been open for th- for many years. I mean, that been slide had been around for 30 years. I think that, you know what? It'd been closed but they had to... reopened it after a lengthy closing. Right? Exactly. It'd been closed for two years. And so I guess they just forgot, hey, maybe this isn't the way this should be working. <laughs> so it took a couple of hours and it realized, oh, yeah, it's not supposed to go that fast. Yeah. 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 Anyway, oh, I yeah, they were amusing true. videos. Apparently, no one was hurt badly, which Look, they were a, lucky. Frankly. Listen, there, there was a guy the other day on, like, uh, I, I, he was uh, traveling with his team to Milwaukee Stadium. I believe he was part of the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, uh, he was part of the the team that does the TV broadcast for the L.A. Dodgers. And so apparently they go to Milwaukee Stadium, and apparently there is some kind of slide at Milwaukee Stadium. Uh, so okay. one of the one of the uh, the the on field announcer, not the guys that are in the booth, but there's this guy that ro- roves around checking out stuff. Went and got on the slide, and so when he went on the slide, and at the end of it, I don't know that slide looked more dangerous than this one. He slammed into a wall. At the end nice. of the slide, um, then the somebody clipped, you know, they showed the video. This happened like earlier, and then they showed the video of the guy. And a couple of hours later, he was in a cast. His arm, beautiful, beautiful. he broke his arm live on TV. And and you know, the other announcers couldn't stop laughing. Actually, he had a good sense of humor about it, even though he had a cast that went from around his shoulder all the way mm-hmm. out to his to his wrist and he had to keep his arm bent right so okay uh, when so, we do yeah. the carmudgeon's corner thing live somewhere, we will have a bounce house and a giant slide yes and we will send you down to slide yes yes okay well we zip line zip line oh a zip line yes yes that, that'll be good yeah, we'll put a microphone on you while you you took you, you you do part of the podcast. I will be sitting down while we'll do a something. zip zip line over the Grand Canyon or something. Oh Jesus Christ, hell no! <laughs> <laughs> Look, I did that zip line already in, in Thailand a few years back, and I said I'm never doing that again. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think I've done one before, not a not a high one, just a regular, fairly low one. It's enough. Listen, they put me through 40 of those and they were all very high. And I, that that's, I don't want to do anything high. I don't want to do anything where I fall. Like you're not going to catch me doing a bungee jump or, or jumping out of a plane. No, no, I'm not doing any of that shit. I'm not jumping out of a fucking plane either. No. Yeah. No. 
Like, I do not need to do those kinds of things. I know some people are like, ooh, it's so exciting, it's thrilling, blah, blah, blah. No, no. I, leave me on the ground. I mean, you're I'll, I'll, do th- I'll do things a little bit high. Like, I, I want to... My limit is, like, if the equipment fails, I'm okay if I'm a little bit hurt. But I do not want to do a thing where if the equipment fails, I'm dead. <laughs> okay? Yo, about a year after I went to that zipline thing in, in Thailand, somebody died on that zipline. They fell. Now, mm-hmm. it was it was reported that apparently the guy was very fat. And uh-huh. I, it, it seems like nobody noticed that he nobody was over the weight limit. Was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's why he fell from the zip line. So that, that's another thing with all those kinds of things. Like if you are going on a ride of some sort and there are Don't lie about your weight limit, do not, weight. Do, do not lie about your weight, about your height, follow all the guidelines. If they say you have to be strapped in a certain way, make sure you're strapped in that exactly. way. If they say, don't like stick your hands out of the thing. Don't stick your hands out of the thing. If you have you cardiac oh. problems that they say people with cardiac problems shouldn't ride on it. Well, guess what? Don't ride on it. Exactly. Like just follow the damn instructions. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yes. All right. Because there are examples every year of people dying. And why did they die? Because they weren't supposed to be on the damn thing in the first place. Or they explicitly ignored safety instructions. Yeah, you know, safety instructions. Come on, overrated. Okay. Anyway, that's enough. We are out of here. Um, I gave the curmudgeons-corner.com. Find all our email and contacts there. Say hi. Hi. And uh, yeah, hi. And uh, (laughs) have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Wait, why isn't the outro playing? Damn it. I had to click it like several times, but it worked. Bye, everyone.